Welcome to the Better Barrel Racer podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, a fitness coach for barrel racers who has helped more than 800 barrel racers become better athletes in the saddle through my company, Barrel Racer Fit. And last but not least, I am also a barrel racer just like you. So if you're a barrel racer that wants to become a better, faster, stronger athlete in the saddle and more competitive in the arena, you're in the right place. So this is the third time that I am attempting to record this podcast episode because I, well, one, I hate listening to the sound of my voice. So when I go back to re-listen to episodes, it's probably not helping the case, but I just, you know, wasn't really happy with how I did this episode, like the two other times that I've recorded it. So whatever. I cannot believe that we are halfway through February at this point. I feel like I blinked from New Year's to get here, and it has just been absolutely flying. I feel like I have been insanely busy with work. I mean, naturally, the fitness industry is hopping and busy this time of year with everybody that, you know new goals and wants to do the fitness thing and all that stuff. I get it. Um, And then also with my corporate job, we had our like annual sales kickoff. So I had to be in Denver for a week and I will talk all about that in another episode. But it has just been a wild, what, we're six weeks into the year at this point, I guess. It's been a wild first six weeks of the year. Um, But with it being still kind of the beginning of the year, I wanted to kind of talk through some of the mistakes that I've made over the last 18 years that I've been doing this whole fitness thing, Um, because a lot of these really negatively impacted my writing. And, you know, again, we're still kind of in the beginning of the year, so people are still kind of winging this and doing it on their own. Um, So I just want to, you know, talk through some of the big mistakes that I made that I wish I would have known or would have changed in the beginning and hopefully help y'all not do the same thing. So this first mistake, y'all, if you've followed me on social media for any period of time, you have seen me talk about this, but primarily being focused on being lean versus being focused on being strong. These are two very different goals. (laughs) And I spent so much time being focused on just being as lean as possible. And if I could go back and shift this mindset and like shake my 18 year old self, I would. Because, you know, yes, we compete in a timed event. We compete in a sport that, you know, weight could play a role. But I am here to tell you that being 100 pounds soaking wet and flopping all over the place because you have zero strength doesn't help your horse either. Like, that's not going to help you be faster. Just being lighter does not always equal faster. Now, being stronger in key areas 
allows you to ride quieter, ride smoother, not get popped out of the saddle, be able to correctly cue your horse, um, among other things. That, yeah, that makes you makes you faster. So I guess you could say, you know, being stronger in the right areas can make you faster and absolutely does help your horse. I wasted so much time just being so focused on being as lean as possible versus being strong that I felt like I was doing a disservice to my horse. I constantly felt like I was failing. It didn't matter. Like I've been working out for a long time, but when your goals don't align to what work you're doing, you're not going to see the results that you want to see. I wanted to be faster. I wanted to be able to ride better. I wanted to not flop all over the place. All of these things, the goals that I had in the saddle were not, I was not getting any closer to them because the way that I was training had absolutely nothing to do with them because the way that I was training said that my goal was to just be skinny and that was how I was training so that those were the results that I was getting that's why I wasn't seeing results in the saddle why I wasn't you know riding any better despite working out all the time your goals have to align to what work you're putting in so if you're wanting to become you know, a better, faster, stronger, you know, athlete, you're going to have to train that way. And that does not include hours and hours and hours on the treadmill. That does include strength training. So I, if I could go back, this is probably the number one thing that I would change is just having this mindset of being lean versus being strong. Um, because man, I would be so much stronger at this point had I not wasted all that time just trying to be so lean. Um, It also wasn't good for my hormones, but that's a whole other topic that we can talk about. Um, Number two, understanding the importance of protein. And in this instance, the mistake was that I didn't understand it at all. Um, This goes hand in hand with, you know, the first mistake. You know, if I could go back in time again to college when I thought that living on popcorn and as few calories as possible with little to no protein and all of the caffeine was going to actually help me get to my goals of you know, my athletic goals that I had um, and being able to, even back then when I wanted to look toned, y'all, to look toned, you have to have muscles. <laughs> that That is what toned is. Otherwise, you're just skinny and that's just that. And so I wanted to be toned. I wanted to be able to ride better, all of these things. And I was eating like that. I was not eating any protein. And for some reason, I just thought that that would be the way that I get to my goals. Again, because I didn't really know anything about nutrition at the time, I knew how to kind of how to work out. I knew how to work out as a softball player because I'd been doing it for a long time, which I mean was a lot of strength training. And so I was 
doing good on that end, but I wasn't fueling my body properly. I wasn't eating near enough protein. And when I made that change, obviously after understanding the importance of all of that and how that played a role in my ability to become a better athlete and to get, you know, that toned look or whatever that I was going after, like basically getting more muscles. Um, once I started actually fueling my body properly, that's when I actually started seeing increases in my strength, seeing increases in my muscle mass. Like nutrition plays a huge role. And if you think it doesn't, then you're out of your mind. You have to be eating again for the goals that you have. It goes right along with what I was just saying with the the training aspect. If you want to be lean and your goal is just to get lean, eat fewer calories, period. But if you have goals to be able to ride better, to be a better athlete, to put on muscle, to be stronger and all of these things, your nutrition also has to reflect that. And that includes protein. And I wish that I had known how important that was so much earlier into this process with the exception of like having strength and conditioning coaches say something about like go drink some chocolate milk or like a protein shake or whatever that's the extent of my knowledge of protein that i had um, until i actually took the initiative to learn about the things so and and once i started eating right i started getting the results in the gym that i thought i should see which in turn made a significant difference in my ability to ride, my ability to not get chunked off of tequila as best as possible. Um, It just makes a huge difference. So if you think that you're eating fast food and living off Red Bull or just not eating because you're too busy or because you want to lose weight, like you are hindering yourself for sure. The third thing is, you know, just going through the motions. I was really bad about this. And if you have listened to the last podcast, then you you know that I used to be really bad about going through the motions and was, you know, confused as to why I wasn't seeing results. Well, I wasn't putting forth the effort to see the results shocking i know what a concept but sometimes when you're in it you just don't even think about these things and you end up frustrated but you know i spent the better part of 12 years working out and never really seeing the results that i thought that i should be seeing you know and what i had just talked about with the nutrition and the mistakes that i was making there um yes that that definitely played a role in that But, you know, even had my nutrition been right, I wasn't putting forth the effort in my workouts and really pushing myself um, to see results anyways. Um, And, you know, again, I went into a lot of detail about, you know, intention and going through the motions and all of that stuff um, in the last podcast episode. So if you're super interested in that, go back and listen to that one. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this point just because, like I said, I just did a whole, whole podcast episode on it. So go back and listen to that one. But that is definitely one of the 
bigger mistakes that I've made over the last 18 years. So mistake number four is interesting. And it's kind of hard to explain, but not to sound like that real, but the girls that get it, get it. Um, Forcing myself to do workouts that I absolutely hated. Now, I'm not saying that you have to love every movement in the exercise or in the workouts that you're doing. You don't have to love every exercise. You don't have to love it. But like, I genuinely freaking hated some of the workouts that I was forcing myself to do because, and I spent years doing this. I was doing workouts that you know, I thought that I quote unquote should be doing according to some random fitness person on the internet that now that I am a fitness person on the internet probably doesn't really know what they were talking about, but I did the workouts anyways and I hated my life. So (laughs) that probably led to the just going through the motions, honestly. And again, you don't have to love every workout that you do because we're, especially when it comes to sports-specific training, like we are doing these exercises. We We are doing these motions for a specific reason. And for us as barrel racers, that's to help us become better athletes in the saddle and be able to do our job better. So you're not going to love every exercise. That's just the reality of it. If you are one of my athletes and you cuss my name for Bulgarian split squats or pistol squats, I'm sorry, but they are super helpful. So, but the the point is, you know, you can't, if you hate the workout as a whole, every single time you do it and like you would literally rather jump off a cliff than do this workout then we should probably reevaluate your training programming because the reality is if you hate it that much and you're to the point of like i would literally rather die than do this workout and yes that might be a little dramatic but if you're to that point of hating a certain workout you're not really likely to stick with it. And so, you know, the best type of training program is going to be one that, one, is designed for the goals that you have in mind that have helped people get the goals that you want. Um, And one that, for the most part, you enjoy, that you don't hate. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to be super excited and love every workout um, because I do this for a living and I don't love every workout that I do, but I don't hate it. So, you know, that's, you kind of got to find that balance um, and you'll be a lot more likely to stick with it. But not only that, it, the, the key thing there also is a program that's designed specifically for your goals because the thing is, even if you don't thoroughly enjoy the workouts, but you see the difference that it's making in your ability to ride, your ability to do your job as a barrel racer, as a jockey, that makes it maybe not more enjoyable, but definitely makes it feel more worth it. 
Mistake number five, that, hmm, this one is one that I just recently figured out. <laughs> it was a big mistake of mine. And it is thinking that I could just push through burnout. That was a really funny joke that I told myself for a very long time. I am the type of person and a I would imagine a lot of y'all that are listening, a lot of barrel racers, a lot of people that I know, athletes, all of it, um, are probably like this. When I get to something tough or get to a hard spot in life, I just put my blinders on and power through it. I am not one to, one, I'm not a super emotional person anyway, so that's not something that, like, I check in on my emotions and how I feel about things. That's just not who I am as a person. Is that healthy? Probably not, but that's just not who I am as a person, which has led me to be the type of person that when shit gets hard, I just power through. I'll power through. I will, there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. It'll be fine. And, and everything will be good at some point. I just have to keep going because if I don't keep going, then I'm, I'm going to go backwards. And I also just neglected to believe that burnout was even a real thing, um, which also, again, funny joke on me. It is. It is a very, very real thing. And... I, I can't remember if I told this story on one of my other podcast episodes, but at the in the fall of 2022, I lost my stepdad, who is, for all intents and purposes, like my dad, and had been for like the last 10 years. We were super close. Lost him, then lost my older brother seven weeks later. And grief is a really weird thing. At the same time as all of that, I had just gone through like our first however many months of working remotely. So I was by myself all the time instead of in like a super fast paced, busy agency environment where I'm talking to people all the time and I'm in the same room. I'm walking into the developer room, into the designer. Like I was just always around people, which if you know me, sounds really weird that that was something that like I enjoyed at the time but I had been taken out of that environment I was at home by myself all the time and I lost both of them grief ups and downs and quite frankly that agency job was it was toxic it was exhausting I was working a lot of hours on top of, you know, 2020, everything started kind of trending (laughs) upwards and growing with Barrel Racer Fit because of, um, you know, COVID. People were looking for ways to work out at home. I had been doing it for a couple years. Um, Jimmy was having a great year. She made the NFR, like, exposure. All of this stuff was happening. But I... (laughs) was so burnt out and I just kept telling myself that I can push through, I can push through, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, it'll be fine and it was not fine. I got to a point um, 
that January after, like, December, January, where I don't, I think there was, like, a three-week three week period that I didn't work out, and it was for no other reason than I could not even force myself to work out. I was so burnt out, and it started affecting me in other areas of my life, and yeah, so burnout, very, very real thing, and it's definitely something that you have to be aware of. You have to be aware of your body and your mental state, and if you're just having a bad day or if you're getting to the point of burnout, getting close to that, because that's the point that you need to check in with yourself take some time off if you need to, or lower the intensity of your workouts, lower the number of workouts you're doing, something like that, until you're beyond feeling like you're you're on the brink of burnout or you are burnout. Because if you just put your blinders on and think that you're just going to push through it, you're not, and you're going to make it worse. So acknowledge the fact that burnout is a real thing, and do something about it before you are like knee deep in the burnout and it's going to take longer for you to get back to a normal place because you kept powering through it than if you would have just taken the time off or, you know, kind of lowered expectations when you started feeling it. Um, do that. I promise your body and your brain will thank you because mine did and it's something that I actually pay attention to now because Lord knows I don't want to get back to that place. So, you know, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes over the years. Now, I'm not too proud to admit that. That is fine. That is, that's how I got here. But, you know, you don't have to make the same mistakes as I do, or I did, whatever. And, you know, nine times out of ten, you are your own worst enemy, if you're anything like me. And trying to figure this out all on your own is going to make this whole fitness thing a thousand times harder. And you're probably going to end up making at least one, if not literally all of the mistakes that I just talked about. Um, so know that you don't have to go at this alone because it will take a lot of wasted time and energy <laughs> out of this whole situation for you. Um, 10 out of 10 recommend having a coach because that is something that I put off for a very long time when it came to business things. And now I refuse to not have a coach because I made a lot of mistakes during the first three years of being in business that I didn't have to. I just chose to try to figure it out on my own instead of <laughs> having a coach, which Hindsight was also another mistake of mine, but that was more of a business mistake and not a fitness one. But, you know, know that you don't have to do this alone. If you are looking for a coach, highly recommend going with a coach that knows barrel racing. One, ideally somebody that actually competes in barrel racing, that has been in the saddle, that knows, like, the things that you're feeling, um, and that has also helped other people get the results and, and reach the goals that you're trying to reach um, because it's going to make this whole process 
and and you improving as an athlete a whole lot simpler um if you're new around here that's exactly what i do (laughs) i'm not saying you have to hire me as your coach but i'm saying you should probably hire me as your coach but anyways i am going to stop rambling at this point before i mess this whole thing up and have to re-record this podcast for a fourth time because i'm not doing that I hope y'all have learned something from this, gotten something out of this episode, and I will see y'all in the next one. Thanks for listening to the Better Barrel Racer podcast. I hope this episode was helpful, gave you some great information, and encouraged you to become a better barrel racer. If you are curious on how we can work together or are just looking for more information on becoming a better, faster, stronger athlete in the saddle, you can head to barrelracerfit.com or head to any social media channel and type in barrel racer fit and you will find me there. I look forward to catching up with you in the next one.